Hello, this is Pastor Luke, and you are listening to the Living Hope Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Our mission is to grow disciples and multiply churches who will glorify God and transform communities. For more information about our church, please visit our website at livinghopehenderson.com. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for the opportunity and the freedom to gather this morning. Lord, we thank you that you are a a loving God, that you are a God who communicates, Lord, um, that you are an all-powerful God. And Lord, this morning, um, that thy will would be done, Lord, and that uh, the words I share uh, would be from you and not from me. And Holy Spirit, we invite you here to, to lead and to guide. We love you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. It's been kind of interesting, you know, just kind of over the course of my life um, and uh, having the opportunity to interact with different Christians and different contexts and sometimes same denomination, sometimes different denomination, that kind of thing. But how they will um, actually have uh, like a similar experience, but then how they will describe that, that so differently, particularly when it comes to um, hearing or sensing that the Holy Spirit has communicated something to them. And so you'll be in one context with one group of Christians and one culture, and, you know, someone will kind of sense the Holy Spirit communicating to them, and they'll be like, hey, I, you know, I think the Holy Spirit is, is communicating something to me, like, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys think of that, right? And then you'll go over into another context, and it's kind of interesting, because they'll have almost the exact same experience, but they'll just, like, downplay it to the point where it's painful. You know, they're like, well, I had this idea, and it just popped into my head, and it's probably just yesterday's pizza, and I'm not sure, but there's, there's just this idea, but just, and you're like, wow, would you just get to the point, like, like we get it already, right? And then you go over to another group of people, and then they just, like, overplay it, right? And, like, you, like it was the same experience, but then they'll go to the group, and they'll be like, well, thus saith the Lord, and this is what I heard, and this is absolute truth, and we need to do this, and, you know, and you're just like, like, chill, like, just slow it down, buddy. Like, why don't you just kind of share it with a group, and let's, you know, let's, let's listen to this, right? Um, the thing is that, actually, the Holy Spirit communicating to you and, I mean, to each of you, is actually a pretty common thing, whether you realize it or not. Um, if you have ever felt conviction over something, right? You listened to a great sermon, uh, you read some scripture or whatever, right? You felt some conviction. That's the Holy Spirit communicating to you, hey, that was out of line. Um, if you've ever just been drawn to a certain uh, verse or passage or scripture, right? Like you're reading through and it's like you're just drawn to a verse or it's highlighted or there, there's just something about it that's impactful. And you're like, there, there's something in that for me. Holy Spirit communicating to you, right? Um, or even you've had like a nudge to share a thought or idea with, with someone. Holy Spirit communicating to to you in, in some different way. In fact, Jesus actually says this in John six forty four, and this is Jesus talking, and Jesus says these words, no one can come to me unless the Father who has sent me draws him. Meaning that the Holy Spirit will communicate, will influence, will draw, will put an impression upon an unbeliever to draw that person to himself. Meaning before you even became a Christian, for you to become a Christian, 
meant that the Holy Spirit in some way communicated to you, right? He, he, he impressed something upon you. Maybe it was words, maybe it was not words. Sometimes we get all kind of wrapped up and tied up in that because we think it's just words. But it's actually all different manner of, of experiences. But there's some sense that the Holy Spirit impressed upon you, communicated to you to draw you to himself. So based on our upbringing, our theology, our church culture, we'll talk about it differently, use different words, but at the end of the day, um, the Holy Spirit is communicating to you. So um, this week, someone in our congregation had a, a pretty powerful experience. We talked about it in Sunday school. Many of you were there. Some of you were not. And so just kind of want to address it here as well, too. And uh, the person came in and just shared verbally what had happened. And, um, and then later up, uh, and then later wrote it up. And so, like, this part of my notes is just, like, summarize what she said. Um, so, <laughs> thankfully, she wrote it out. So, I'm just going to read this to you, and then we're going to unpack this, really, kind of, for, for the rest of the morning. Some of you have heard this already, but, but for some of you, this, uh, this will be new. Um, yesterday, our... I mean, you know, wrote this up a couple days ago, but was praying for Christians, for the people of Ukraine, Russia, China, Taiwan, at the same time, burdened by recent feelings of um, parents and, and others who had talked to about God's purpose or calling on the older generation. And God impressed upon my spirit a powerful and intense way the following. He is calling the mature generation to become and to continue to be his spiritual army, prayer warriors. He wants us to issue prayers with power and great influence. Secondly, I asked him why, why the older people. I sensed from him a message similar uh, to what the Bible says in Genesis 50:20, where Joshua said to his brothers that what, that what they had planned for evil against him, God used for good. COVID-19 was an evil sickness, is, was, an evil sickness that was intended to harm the most vulnerable, the elderly, the medically fragile. But God is now going to use these same people to fight his spiritual battles. He is going to turn it and use it to save many lives, to set in motion a great revival of his church and spiritual awakening around the world. Three. I then asked him exactly who he was going to use, and the words baby boomers came to mind. God is going to use his children, babies, to explode, boom, with prayer and unleash God's powerful angel army. I believe he also wants to use the silent generation and calls them to not be silent, but to put their strong inner faith in a great action in prayer. Uh, baby boomers, technically, is anyone uh, born before 1964, going about, about 20 years, and then before that, you have uh, what's called the silent generation. I asked him for a biblical reference, and he put on my heart the story of the dry bones. I found the story of this vision in Ezekiel 37. I sensed that God was saying that the older Christians often feel less useful to do his work, but God wants to bring their old dry bones to life for him. He wants to breathe life into them and put flesh back on them and muscles, powerful spiritual muscles, to fight his battles. There are to, they are to be the leaders, the spiritual leaders of the battle for good over evil. Five, I then asked God what I was supposed to do with this message, and he brought Pastor Luke's name to mind. I asked him why us, why Living Hope Church, little town in Nebraska, I mean, aren't we insignificant in the world? But I believe he wants us to use depth and sincerity of the mature believers here to be used by him to push his spiritual movement. I believe he is asking us if we are willing to lead in the fight, his battle, to be his spiritual prayer warriors, strong and true. Last, 
I also felt that God sees many of the mature Christians here as have already been through the fire with him, like in Daniel 3. There are already prayer warriors for their families, our church and communities. He is also calling us to spiritually fight for the Christian church in Ukraine, Russia, China, Taiwan. I sense that there are things transpiring that we don't see or know on a physical worldly level. I'm not sure what all entails, but I do know that it's a major serious battleground and that we're being called to pray for protection um, of the unbelievers um, in those countries, to pray for God's angel army to um, uh, ascend on these countries and faithfully call for God's prayer and glory to be seen there and around the world. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend a little bit of time just unpacking that simply because um, an experience like this um, and even some of the terms that we would use to describe something like this are... Um, not necessarily part of our culture. So I'm just going to unpack that a little bit, how we handle something like that, and then uh, game plan for, for moving forward. Um, in the circles that, that I used to work, that, that, I, that I used to be in, if someone felt like the Holy Spirit communicated to them, but the message was for someone else, then we reference that experience as a prophetic word. Right? And I would say that technically, theologically, if you were like, hey, I need a term to describe this, I'm receiving a thought or idea, I think it's for someone else, I'm going to flip open my theological dictionary, what's the most helpful term to succinctly describe that experience? I would say that prophetic word is, is the most accurate term to describe that. I know that for some people that kind of freaks you out, but just hang with me here, but just theologically, I, I would say that's the most helpful word. Um, I would, I would offer to you that, that based on what we read in the New Testament, that the office of prophet, the office of apostle, those offices are closed. However, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, talking about spiritual gifts, we see that the spiritual gift of prophecy and even the spiritual gift of apostleship are still in play. And that kind of helps us, and and we can talk a long time. If you really want to nerd out on this topic, I'll I'll gladly do that with you. But understanding the difference between office of and spiritual gift of. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, saying this. This is how the New Testament describes gift of prophecy. Um, On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for three reasons. Their upbuilding, their encouragement, and their consolation. NIV describes it this way, but everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, their encouragement, and their comfort. We tend to think of the Old Testament office of prophet, which tend to have a lot of like, thus saith the Lord, and judgment, and impending doom, and I'm writing scripture, and that kind of thing. But as we said, office of prophet is closed. But New Testament gift of prophecy is still in play. But if you want to know if it's gift of prophecy, it needs to meet these three criteria— Strengthening, encouragement, comfort. So, um, if you want to say that kind of proper theological term, then I would say prophetic word for the church using this, this definition. Based on this, I would say that in my life I have received prophetic words, I have given prophetic words, I've been around prophetic words. Honestly, it's not as scary as you may think. Um, It's actually kind of fun. Um, Every single time, though, there is a discernment process in place 
which actually lends a lot of comfort. Like, you're not expected to just take everything at 100% face value. Run it through the discernment process, right? Um, I've gotten stuff wrong. I've seen other people get stuff wrong. Oh, well, we make mistakes. Moving on, right? Like, if you just kind of have that culture that says, hey, here's something that I think is from the Lord, test it, and then they can run it through a discernment process, it's really not that big of a deal. Um, like I said, I am not forced to accept everything 100% all the time. I run it through the process. A wonderful lady by the name of Donna Jordan uh, 20 years ago um, taught me this discernment process. There was a group of us, and this has been my go-to on how do you know if this might be from the Lord or not. Okay? First criteria. Understanding that as a, regener- as, as a believer, as a regenerated person, the Holy Spirit lives within you. Does the Holy Spirit that lives within you affirm this? Or is there like a check or a hesitation or, or a red flag, right? Do you, do you have peace? Is the Holy Spirit within you giving peace? Hey, I think this might be from the Lord. Okay, step one. Two, bring it before the church. By that, I would simply, I would say, other people who are skilled at doing this, other people that you trust who have really cultivated that skill of of being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, when you bring it before other believers, do other believers say, yeah, that resonates with the Holy Spirit within me as well, too? Or do they say, I'm not sure, or let's pause, or I don't know? Like, what's the feedback from the church, from other believers who have cultivated this skill? Third, does it align with Scripture? And not just your favorite pet peeve verse, does it align with the whole of Scripture? That's why you got to know your Bible, okay? So does it align with Scripture, with the whole of Scripture and with the major themes of Scripture? Three. Number four, does it draw me closer to Jesus? Pretty simple. So if it can meet those four criteria, I'm good with it. If it doesn't, well, let's pause, let's put it on hold, let's come back to it later. Who knows, right? No big deal. We're all human. We make mistakes. So we want to be open to this, but at the same time, we are a church of order, right? 1 Corinthians 14, once again, we're still in that passage. Verse 39, therefore, my brothers, be eager to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but everything should be done in a fit and orderly way. No one gets to just run up and grab the mic and say, thus saith the Lord, and start rambling on. Okay? Sorry. Nope. But, we want to be receptive to when God communicates to us, right? So this message, this idea, this prompting was brought to me. I passed it on to a couple members of our leadership team for further discernment and said, hey, like, what's your sense on this? Um, I affirmed it. Both of them affirmed it. It meets the criteria. So we say, all right, we believe it's true. Now what? Um... Within what I shared, there's really two things that, that, are, that are happening, that are going on. One is a call for baby boomers and older to really rise up and assume this position of spiritual warrior, um, prayer warrior, really engaging this. Like, there's a strong call to baby boomers to rise up. Okay, that's pretty cool. So we've got that on the table. But the other thing, though, that's a part of this is that Within this, there's also the sense of, like, this can and will impact what's going on in Ukraine. And for me, that really changed kind of the immediacy to what we deal with this, right? Because I get this, and I'm like, I don't know if Kiev is going to make it 24 hours. 
I don't know if there will be a Kiev come Sunday. Right? I don't know if there will be a Ukraine come Sunday. I don't know if we're going to make it two weeks before the whole world's in World War III. Right? Like, there's a, that part of it creates an immediacy or an urgency that says, like, like we need to move on this. Right? Because if it was just the first part, if it was just, hey, baby boomers, we want to see kind of this prayer culture and prayer warriors rise up, you know, if that was all it was, well, great, like, let's meet in a month, I'll make coffee, someone can bring cinnamon rolls, we'll catch up on life, it'll be a lovely time, we'll talk about prayer, that kind of thing, right? If that's all it was, that would be our approach. But to say that what's going on with Ukraine and Russia is a spiritual warfare, and that these prayers will impact that, to say that what we see brewing between China and Taiwan to see that, you know, even what's going on with Lincoln, with the Fairness Act, and all this other kind of stuff. Like, it really creates an urgency that says we don't really have time to be messing around. Like, if, if we believe that this is true, that, 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 it, that it creates an, an urgency. The other thing, too, is to simply, I mean, to understand this from Ukraine's perspective, right? If I'm a husband, if I'm a father in Ukraine... I'm listening to the bombs, I'm watching the tanks, I've sent away my family to safety while I stay and fight, and then I learned that you could have impacted this outcome by your prayers, but instead you decided to meet once a month over cinnamon rolls? No, thank you. I mean, how insulting and degrading is that? That, you know, my world is falling apart, but, you know, you pushed off the meeting until April. So we have to decide if we believe this, if it's true or not, um, if it's not true, if it is true, and just um, whether or not this demands immediate action. Uh, let me address a couple possible concerns, and, and then I have a call for the baby boomers. Um, why are we responding to, to Ukraine in this way when, honestly, we really haven't responded to any other national, international crisis in this way? Right? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that there were refugees pouring out of the Middle East. We didn't have this kind of call. Um, I mean, Syria had an awful civil war for like five years. We didn't have this kind of call. Like, like why are we suddenly getting fired up now when we really honestly didn't do that much then? I would give you two reasons. One, we didn't have a prophetic word before calling us to action like we have now. That's new. So I would say that's the first part. Secondly, we probably did it wrong in the past. Like, we probably should have, but we dropped the ball and we failed. And a large part of that is on me as your pastor. Some of it's on you, though, as well, too. But I think for just for honest, to honestly say, like, we, we did that wrong. And we should have approached those issues with a lot more urgency than, than we did. Here's the other thing. So in this, right, there's kind of this unspoken sense that, like, you know, we're going to be praying that, you know, Putin pulls out of Ukraine or, or that he's pushed out of Ukraine or something like that that, that, that Ukraine keeps its, you know, solidarity. So the second concern may be, like, what if, what if we're wrong? Like, what if in somehow, like, God's plan, like, God wants Russia to, like, come in and take over Ukraine? Or, like, you know, like, like what if our prayers are, for lack of a better term, what if our prayers are in the wrong direction on this? Right? Like, like, what if we, we're praying for Russia to get out of Ukraine, but what if, for reasons we don't know, God actually wants Russia to come into Ukraine? 
Like, what if we, what if we got this backwards? There are a lot of mysteries to prayer for me. But here's a couple things that I'm pretty certain of. I am supremely confident that if our prayers are, and again, for lack of a better term, in the wrong direction, they won't be answered. End of story, right? Our prayers don't force God to do something that he doesn't want to do, right? You can pray against God's will, and you'll just waste a bunch of time and set yourself up for frustration, but at the end of the day, you're not going to force God to do something. He, you know, he's not up there to be like, oh, now i got to do the opposite because they prayed the thing. Ugh. Right? Not going to happen. So if we're in the wrong direction on this, we've wasted a bunch of time, but that's about it. Now, the other mystery is that somehow, for reasons I don't understand, if we are praying in the right direction, somehow, for reasons I don't understand, our prayers release God's will on earth. And why and how and the fullness of that, I'm not sure. But there is some component of this where God decided to say, I'm going to work through their prayers as well. And so somehow our prayers, it's prayer is not getting man's way in heaven. Prayer is getting God's way on earth. So there is a sense somehow that our prayers help release God's will on earth. The other thing, though, too, on this, on praying the right direction, wrong direction, this is why it's so important to ask God what he wants us to pray for. So, baby boomers, for you to grow as prayer warriors, you're going to have to work on the skill of listening first and asking God what he wants you to pray for, how he wants you to pray for, and even the timeline that he wants those things to come about, and then you enter into intercessory prayer. And, and honestly, it's just kind of a practice-developed skill that, that you guys are going to have to cultivate to listen first, to say, Lord, what do you want us to pray for? How do you want us to pray about it? And then I will, I will enter into to spiritual battle and pray in that direction. So, what's the call? So, baby boomers, silent generation. Anyone before, born before 1964? Or mid-60s, whatever. If you were born mid-60s or earlier, this is for you, and everyone else just kind of eavesdrop. As our newly commissioned frontline spiritual warriors, I expect three things from you. One, I, you are going to need to mobilize and start communicating with one another. Uh, maybe you have a few people who do all the communicating and organizing. Maybe it's a collective effort. I don't care. But leadership needs to come from within your ranks. Uh, you're just organized, get proactive, start communicating with one another. This will, and this should go beyond Ukraine. Ukraine is just kind of the ignition point, the flashpoint, the, the, the pilot light. Like that is just, I mean, that's kind of what getting things started but, but this will extend beyond Ukraine, okay? So first, all, first off, mobilize, start communicating with one another, and leadership needs to come from within your ranks. Secondly, if, this if we're going to believe that this truly impacts Ukraine, and even we see stuff brewing with China and Taiwan, if we believe that, then, then it demands an, an immediate course of action. 
So I am asking, and I'll share something on this a little bit more in just a second. I'm going to ask that you meet every day for two weeks. After that, we'll reevaluate. But for the next two weeks, every day. Um, and to kick this off, yeah, I mean, just, and, and actually starting, well, yeah, I'll, I'll share that in a minute. Here's something I read that I found profound and terrifying, and I share it with you so you can say, share in similar fear. Your report card is the daily newspaper. Your report card is the daily newspaper. Or the website. I mean, the book was written a while ago, but you get the point. Um, third thing, I expect you to recruit and gather beyond the walls of this church. Uh, I expect you to be communicating and rallying others in the community. Uh, Joni and I are here to help you. Anything that we can provide is yours. I mean, if you need help with emails or Facebook promo or, or like whatever, I don't know. Come up with something. Talk to us. We're, we're here to help you out, but I am expecting you to take, uh, to take this beyond our church. Um, I have been wondering about what's my role, what's my contribution in, in all of this. So here it is. So in these next two weeks that, that I've offered to you, every day, including weekends, I will be in the Family Center at 1.30 p.m., and I will teach on prayer for about five to ten minutes, and then we'll just break up into groups and pray. Um, there is a lot, a lot, that you probably know about prayer that I don't know. And that's awesome. But here's the thing. I'm not responsible necessarily to fill your cup, but I am responsible to empty mine. I will not be able to teach you everything you need to know on prayer. Many of you know things about prayer that I do not know. But what I, so I can't fill your cup, but I can empty mine. And so my commitment is this, is that I will empty my cup before you. I will teach you everything I know on prayer over these next two weeks in these little five to ten minute sessions. That's, that's my commitment to you. Um, and so, and again, just because of the immediacy, I've been working on all these different scenarios. Um, I think that if we do treat this as serious, that it needs to start today. So today at 1.30, I'm going to be in the Family Center. I know many of you probably have other plans, and I'm springing this on you because that's like in a couple hours and whatnot. So I totally get that, and that's fine. Maybe whatever. But just so you know, I'm starting today, and I'll be in the Family Center at 1.30. There you have it. Uh, what about the rest of you? All of you are all born after the mid-60s. Obviously, you are welcome to participate in any way in all of this. Come to the 1.30 time. Do it like, uh, like, absolutely. Like, you can participate in, in all of this. It is interesting, as I've been reflecting on this, is that if God is wanting to raise up the, the baby boomers and the silent generation as spiritual warriors and, and the frontline warriors, there is a, a certain aspect then that for the rest of us, and again, best term I have, for lack of a better term, we almost have like a role of support staff. And I'm not even sure what all that means. Other than that for the rest of us to simply ask ourselves, like what does it look like to, to support this? right, to almost be in the role of, of support staff. And I don't know. If you got some ideas, talk to me. Um, I'm going to do a prayer. Then we'll have the song, and we'll wrap up. For the last prayer, um, as I get ready, I'm actually, I'm not, I'm actually not going to pray for Ukraine. We'll cover that this afternoon. I'm actually going to pray for baby boomers and silent generation. So if you are born mid-60s or older, I'm going to ask you to stand up, and I'm going to pray over you. 
And then we'll have the last song and we'll, we'll wrap up. So, please stand if you are mid-60s or older. Okay, now I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this call to action. Lord, we thank you for a community of believers where we can gather together and listen to it and say, hey, we, we do believe that this is from the Lord. We, we affirm this. We believe that this is to be true, and we want to move forward on this. Lord, we thank you for your call, specifically to, to the baby boomers and the silent generation and to calling them out. Lord, a great and mighty responsibility is being placed upon them, but we also believe that a great and mighty reward awaits them in heaven. And so, Lord, for this group that is standing, Lord, we commission them, we authorize them, we empower them, we support them, we stand behind them as our new group of frontline prayer warriors. I pray for a special anointing of your Holy Spirit upon them. I pray that they would have an increased sensitivity to your Holy Spirit, to listening to your Holy Spirit on how to pray and when to pray and what form to pray. I pray for your protection physically over them in the name of Jesus, that nothing that is formed against them um, would be able to come against them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray just, yeah, that, that they would really step into this position and be found faithful for this responsibility of frontline prayer warriors and, and, and that they would lead us in this endeavor and that you would show the rest of us how to be support staff to them. And Lord, we pray that they would be blessed with being able to see some of the results of their prayer here on earth. We know we'll get the full picture in heaven, but Lord, I pray that in your grace and in your mercy that you would allow them some of the glimpses of their, the fruit of their efforts while they are still here on earth. And Lord, we are awed and overwhelmed and amazed and grateful that you are inviting us into this. In your name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this week's sermon. We hope you were enriched and encouraged. If you have any questions about Christ or church or would like more information, visit our website at livinghopehenderson.com or email me directly at luke at livinghopehenderson.com. We hope you have a fantastic week. Take care and God bless.